0: What gives us the power to exist, to formulate, to stand up for something that makes us to the person we are? What are we fighting for and what do we need? to the people who inspire us and who lift us up every day. This is a manifest of dreaming and an encouragement to positivity. This is the search for freedom. This is from Luki with Love. Inspiration. Imagination. Visual ecstasy. More blink, more grace, more commitment. Fashion photographer Rene Paul. Rene Paul is the only one who knows how to photoshop my promotion pictures. She is the photographer you want to be photographed by. 21, blonde and beautiful. She is one of the best dressed people I know. Rene Paul is not afraid to dream big and is dedicated to hard work and getting better every day. She is telling us why she is always living in the future and why watercolors are essential for her beauty routine. Growing up in Brussels, she has always been obsessed with fashion and beauty. Madonna was the one to inspire her for big ambitions and discipline. Then, she discovered Dalida, who is until now her biggest idol, because of her strength, style, grace, and talent. Studying photography at the Royal Academy of Arts in Antwerp, a school famous for its fashion department, she had to stand up for her work in a photo department where her style of photography was not welcome. She was told to be too fashionable for the art context and too free-spirited for the fashion context. Renee Paul inspires me to be committed, confident, and well dressed, and I'm very happy to have her on my podcast today. From Luki with
1: love. Hello.
0: Hi Renee, it's Luki.
1: Hi Luki, how are you?
0: I'm great. How are you? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I wanted to have you on the podcast because you inspire me to be glamorous and to be committed and to be hardworking.
1: Wow. Oh, yes, it's an honor.
0: (laughs) For me, you are one of the most glamorous people. Why is it important for you to look glamorous?
1: I like to be in control of the self-image I'm presenting. I'm a very visual person, so dressing up every day is a way to express myself, and I like to make a caricature of myself. I remember as a child, my parents wouldn't let me go to school, and my heels and my princess dresses, so now that I'm an adult, I get to dress up every day, which is like living my childhood dream every day.
0: So how did you react when they didn't allow you?
1: Well, it was heartbreaking. From the second my parents allowed me to wear heels, at the age of 15, I haven't even touched a flat since.
0: Josie told me about someone that goes to bed in her high heels and does her makeup in the evening so she doesn't have to do it in the morning. But that's not you, right? That's someone else.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that sounds horrible. (laughs) That sounds horrible.
0: I thought it was you for a second, but it was someone else, actually.
1: Yeah. No, I would never go to bed with my makeup. That's horrible.
0: <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's crazy, right? Yes. So when you were a child, you already knew that you wanted to be glamorous. Did you also know what kind of job you wanted, or you had some child job dreams, or you have had the same dream like now?
1: Oh, yes. I've always been obsessed with fashion. So at first I wanted to become a fashion designer and um, around six years old I got my first camera and really I've been making photos ever since. And I guess around 10 years old I started doing fashion shoots with my friends and we would do each other's makeup and styling and then have a shoot which is basically what I'm doing to this day. I just got better at it.
0: So when you were growing older you decided to stay in Belgium? and move from Brussels to Antwerp. Can you tell me why and can you tell me where you studied?
1: Well, yes, now I study at the Royal Academy of Fine Arts, Antwerp. I decided to study photography at the Academy in Antwerp because of their big fashion department that's very famous. And being around fashion students and collaborating with them for shoots seemed like a smart step and a good entrance to the scene. Which is why I'm in Antwerp right now.
0: <laughs> you once told me that it was difficult for you because you, you were in an art department, but it's a fashion school and so you're kind of in between art and fashion. So you told me it was difficult for you to be there with the teachers.
1: Well, yes, it's the same school, but like a totally different department. So it's the photography in my school focuses mostly on art and reportage, which... I like to combine my photos which are always a bit art with fashion and this was kind of difficult in the beginning with my teachers because they didn't really understand. They feel like fashion photography is commercial and it doesn't have a lot of dignity or anything real to say.
0: So are you trying to prove them wrong?
1: Yes, and I think I've done this because I always keep like the originality and the art aspect in my photos, I've convinced them at this point and right now I'm basically can do what I want.
0: And who inspires you for your work or for your life? Who inspires you to be the person you are?
1: For as early I can remember, Madonna was my biggest inspiration. Just like her Ambition and dedication were always remarkable to me. And this became only stronger after I read her biography. Which is <laughs> very funny. She teached me to, to never be comfortable and never give people the chance to get bored of you by always changing it up.
0: Reinvention.
1: Reinvention, exactly. It's extremely important in staying relevant. And but then I discovered Dalida and my focus shifted a bit. Different from Madonna, she's just like more pure. She has the same hardworking mindset, but never let that get away of her morals and Christianity. Like a beautiful anecdote about Dalida is when she walked the streets, people would run up to her and ask her to bless their baby. She inspired people like a saint would. And that's just the highest achievement I can imagine. And also, her music is so beautiful.
0: So you know all her lyrics?
1: I know all her lyrics. Mostly, like, the French ones, even the Italian ones I know. And then, because Danita made songs in more than 12 languages. Like, she she has Japanese songs and everything. German, too? Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and you know the choreographies?
1: Choreography started mostly in her, like, disco phase, which is at the end of her career, so it's not in all her songs. I prefer her earlier work, but I still like the disco songs once in a while.
0: So does she inspire you also as a style icon?
1: A little bit. The Dalida I know is actually pretty simple in her style. It's only later in life when she had the disco period that her outfits became very glamorous. What I like though, Is that after Luigi Tenko, her fiance killed himself? She only wore a white dress, like a long white dress, for years. She
0: inspires you as a person, as a saint, as a as a person that people look up to. Like she's a singer, but also she's a saint. She's a spiritual
1: person. Yes, she has extremely good morals, and I love uh, how strong she is as well. Just her elegance and. Purity is so beautiful to me. I heard this quote once by Alain Delon, uh, who was her neighbor very early on in their careers. And he said that Dalida was never a girl. She was always a woman. She just has this like maturity uh, and beauty that's uncanny.
0: Yeah, wow. How do you find confidence?
1: I find confidence uh, mostly... Just like in the awareness that my my brain, my mind is capable of a lot of things. And if I can't just like realize something now, I can in the future. I have confidence in, in knowing uh, I can realize something. It's really just like blind ambition that keeps me going.
0: Blind ambition.
1: Blind ambition.
0: What is the best thing in your closet?
1: The best thing in my closet is definitely my Cavalli silk pink three part dye dye runway dress. It's the one. When was
0: the last time you wore it?
1: Well, the last time I wore it was on your concert and Oh, no, no. Last time I wore it was at the Balenciaga party in Paris. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: And before you were in London at the concert,
1: Exactly, yes. I only wear it for like very posh occasions.:
0: What are your three favorite artworks?
1: It's kind of difficult for me uh, what my favorite artworks are, but I can say my three favorite artists are a photographer, Princess Marianne sein, zu Wittgenstein. Sein. And she's just like a photographer and she photographs some of the most interesting and powerful people in the world in their most casual moments and really makes you feel like you're a part of all the moment. And then um, painter Ralph Cohen is has been a big inspiration for my work. Uh, his portraits of like this uh, cliché bourgeoisie are just so funny to me. And of course, Ciccolina is my favorite performance artist.
0: What is your biggest dream?
1: Well, my biggest dream is just to be successful in my craft and photography. Um, Getting recognized for my work and my talent would really just be the only thing I want from life.
0: What does it take to fulfill a dream, which is very big?
1: I guess success is really a combination of these three elements. One, talent. Two, hard work. And three, luck. So talent you are born with partly and you're able to train, uh, which brings us to hard work. And yeah, hard work is basically the only one of the three that you can control. So you should take this as far as possible. And then three, luck is the yeah the factor of insecurity that makes all makes it possible of all the hard work eventually not be recognized so yeah as an artist you really have to put yourself out there and make yourself vulnerable which is not easy since just the art world comes with a lot of competition and insecurity
0: yeah so it's important for you to put yourself out there?
1: Well, yes. For I think I put myself out there already. Um, but I can just advise other people to not be afraid of putting yourself out there. Because no art really feels finished ever. Yeah, if you're shy about it, then it's just not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. So what do you say to people who say they just wanna make art for themselves?
1: Well that's beautiful. That's the like most pure art in the world. I think a lot of artists, me included, are like um a bit fame crazy, but this of course is not necessary. I mean it's fame crazy but also you just like always I think everybody wants to be recognized for what they do and success is a big part of that. But of course there's a lot of people who make art uh, in more like a, a f- in the form of a hobby which is valuable and beautiful also.
0: Yes, but there will always be people who dream big.
1: <laughs> yes, two kinds of people.
0: <laughs> there's only two kinds of people in the world. So now we come to Luki's quick 20 questions Ooh. which is a category which is just going to be questions and that they should be answered in a more quick way. Okay. To speed things up.
1: I'm ready. Get up. Get
0: up. Get up. Can you describe what you're wearing right now?
1: Perfume and a face mask.
0: Age you're mistaken for?
1: I'm a bit older than I am, so I would say 25.
0: One fact about you.
1: I have a six pack.
0: Where do you want to be right now? The beach. Favorite part of your body?
1: My muscles.
0: Who is your celebrity crush?
1: Um, Either Dali or Ralph Lauren.
0: Do you doubt yourself?
1: Of course, to a certain degree I do. It's important to doubt yourself.
0: Favorite drink?
1: Cocktail would be bloody mary and more on a casual note martini.
0: If you would have to go to jail for which crime would it be?
1: It would definitely be for doing monokini on the beach in America.
0: What does your last text message say?
1: Um this i have to check. Oh yeah, i'm breaking up with you.
0: Do you have a big ego?
1: Well, yes again to a certain degree I mean I think to believe you're worthy of fame and success means you have at least a bit of an ego
0: dream city to live in
1: I'm definitely a city girl and I think like a a fashion capital would be best for my career
0: what is an insecurity you have
1: Mm, not being crazy enough for the crazy people and not being normal enough for the normal people. I think being stuck in the middle is my worst fear.
0: Do you think you're a good kisser?
1: Depends on the person I'm kissing, honestly. If it vibes, it vibes.
0: Are you a spiritual person?
1: Yes, I'm very spiritual. I believe in God and Jesus.
0: Do we change when we have power?
1: A lot of people do. It's very difficult not to change under New circumstances, uh, though it's definitely healthier for the mind to keep your morals and not lose track from where you came from.
0: Is it easier to love or be loved?
1: Yeah, this is easy. Um, It's definitely easier to be loved. I think loving somebody else comes with stress of losing and getting hurt. I think only animals can answer our love equally.
0: If you could have dinner with three people, who would it be?
1: People alive today. Um, Ralph Lauren, Diane von Furstenberg, and Gigi
0: And last one. What would be the title of your autobiography?
1: Everybody's Girl, Renee Paul.
0: Wow. get up, From get up, <laughs> get up, get up. So we're coming to the conversation part two. I would like to know more about your working process. How do you work? Is it a collaboration? Do you ch- how do you choose the models? How do you construct the picture? How do you build the pictures?
1: Well, how I build the pictures is primarily with Photoshop. I use it a lot, not only as a tool to correct my photos, but to get them to a state beyond the real. So my pictures come from many different photographs I've taken separately and then arranged, rearranged, combined in a final image. This just gives me the freedom to depict whatever I want and help me from the usual limitations of, for example, a big budget or location. Yeah. More is more. (laughs) Just like in Rococo, I combine a lot of different elements to reach a sort of visual ecstasy.
0: So you're more maximalism than minimalism.
1: Definitely maximalism, yes. Yeah, really, yeah, visual ecstasy. Just with photography, I try to reach a, a visual limit of some sort.
0: The people you work with, how do you choose the models?
1: Well, I in my photos, I use the models as blank canvases that I transform into a character. So it doesn't really matter. But that's why I like to work with models who are good actors. It's more important for me and my photos than good modeling even and just models that aren't shy to interpret the character to the extremes. Um, Yeah, it doesn't really matter what style they have, because most often people don't recognize themselves on my photos. I create like different characters from them.
0: So where do these characters come from?
1: It's really a back and forth between classical references and the... avant-garde-like inventiveness of the Gen Z.
0: So who is the favorite pe- person you photographed?
1: Mm. Well, controversial maybe, but I like to photograph Josie Haar. She's a huge diva, but she always delivers.
0: Yeah, she's also on this podcast.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> it's hard to get <laughs> Don't her Don't let her o- hear this.
0: <laughs> it's hard to get her on.
1: I know. She's in the garden. huge diva.
0: She's standing in the garden. She doesn't pick up the phone. You have to go there to catch her.
1: Yes. She doesn't really believe in technology, I heard. Except Photoshop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but by you.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You are
0: really good at Photoshop. I mean, our promotion pictures, we really just want you to photograph them and edit them. I mean, if we have something from another photographer, we always send them to you because you just know how it should be edited.
1: Yeah, I think this is just something I'm very good at. I really make people look as good as they can like often after like I I finish, finish photoshopping somebody, I feel like I should get a Nobel prize for how beautiful I made them look. Yes. I really have the model's best interest at heart. So, I'm also the only person i trust in photoshopping myself
0: so i heard that you use watercolors in your beauty routine and i'm really wondering why because (laughs) i feel like it's bad for the skin so maybe you can give (laughs) listeners and me some makeup advice on this
1: (laughs) well i started using watercolors in my shoot when i tried to mimic uh, a bad spray tan or like a typical ski bronze, just this effect with watercolors turned out to be the most realistic. Of course, the models were always a bit confused. like, is this not bad for my skin?
0: What about highlighter?
1: <laughs> um, highlighter, honestly, I do it Photoshop. Maybe sometimes I put some kind of oil on the cheeks or something that it has like a natural wet effect, but highlight. Really just Photoshop just can really make a person glow more than highlighter ever could. But yeah, with the watercolors, this is how I started using it. And then after experimenting a bit, I found out it also made an amazing blush that lasted all day.
0: So <laughs> you wear it too?
1: Yeah, I wear it in real life. It, you have all the colors you want to have like it's really like balling on a budget you make your own makeup in all the colors you want you know and uh, also this is how it has the most natural effect in a lot of cases because it, it, it's such a like thin layer it looks really real
0: this is it how poor th- we are we look rich but we are poor
1: well actually now I'm rich this was before I was rich but sorry for you
0: <laughs> so you spend most of your time much more time than photoshooting. shooting you spend at home in Antwerp drinking Red Bull and <laughs> photoshopping.
1: Day and night, yes.
0: Oh, this is I s this is how I see you.
1: Yeah, this is I'm drinking Red Bull right now. This is exactly what I do. Just like my like schedule becomes so crazy when I have a big job to finish. I literally like work day and night and then I work till eleven AM, then go to sleep till about like four PM. And then start working again all yeah. night.
0: I know your schedule because I can only reach you at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, usually. It's very unhealthy, though I hate it so much. But I often have like small time limits and then I have to do a lot of work at once.
0: But it's also because you can work better at night or it's just yeah. because you, yeah, you can concentrate better because.
1: I'm a night person. So I have to take, um, like, um, melatonin to fall asleep in the evening and if I don't take it then I can basically go on all night because I'm I'm a night soul
0: so you love partying
1: yeah I'm always like a <laughs> me and Josie have like a lot of fights about this because I never want to leave
0: I know it's so true you always the. <laughs> she told me that you're always the last one you never want I'm the yeah, person who it's always one wants of my to biggest leave.
1: faults it's my one of my biggest faults because I never know when the party is over. I o- I'm one of these people that like stay too long, and then it just gets bad. Never
0: happens to me. I'm the person who comes too early, and it takes like three hours for the party to get started. And then, <laughs> when it's amazing, I'm tired and I go home.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the opposite, and Josie's really in the middle. She just like she can stay very long, but she really knows when the party is over. And then you have to go. I just don't have that ability.
0: <laughs> so you stay until sunrise?
1: I stay until I'm the last person there. It's embarrassing, <laughs> honestly.
0: Last all outstanding?
1: Last all standing.
0: So you told me that you're scared to be too normal for the crazy people and too crazy for the normal people. So how do you find the balance? How do you find a balance between being wild and being artistic but also you have to be responsible as an artist and i also know that your school is very strict in belgium i know that you have a lot of tasks to do and a lot of homework and much less free time and much less holidays than for example art schools in germany so how do you balance that because you they must be very demanding but you're also very wild like you have this lifestyle of to go being out at night and then you have to have to exam for one week in the next how do you do this
1: well first of all my work goes first so if i have a job going on i lock myself up in my house and i don't do anything else but preparing for the shoot and photoshopping afterwards i'm by nature a pretty wild person but i'm always very responsible at the same time i think if you work behind the scenes It's very important to be responsible because as a photographer, a lot of people are dependent on you. And just to deliver on time and organize everything is your own responsibility. The wild part can be on the photo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you need a certain frame of responsibility. And in this frame, you can be
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, in my life, my work goes first it goes before having fun so the choice is very easy to make for me definitely if i have to work then i'm gonna work
0: but that's because you really do what you want to do because most people don't
1: yeah um i know what i want and it's that's why it's easy for me um now it's just hard work
0: so how did you know that you were always wanting to do or, this exactly?
1: Well, I was always a very visual person, and I, I had my first camera at six years old, so I always liked the camera and then this combining with my like interest for fashion was just perfect and it's very important for me to be the photographer more than stylist or um, like have a, another part in the shoot, like a smaller part because. I need to be in charge of the end result. I I really know what I want a lot, and I want to be the boss.
0: But this mm-hmm. is why you do so much Photoshop because when you're on set, you have a more limited amount of time, and in the Photoshop, you are more free because you you're at yes. home and you have maybe you have a deadline, but you have more control. You want to be in control.
1: Yeah, I think something I. I mean you really notice on set before you try something, you don't really know if it's gonna work and you the only way to see is see it is like on the day itself with like the models, the hair, like everything. So um even if I plan on doing something with Photoshop, it often changes still because just by doing something you get new ideas, it evolves naturally and that's why I love working with Photoshop. Just the the freedom in in so many aspects, just like in the aspect of um being able to delete something and start over, but also on the aspect of being able to portray my wildest imagination without having having to succumb to like a, a budget or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you don't really need a budget on Photoshop once you yes, buy it. Yes, I can it. have
1: like a broken bag in there for free.
0: Yeah. When you do a shooting you collect things and then to experiment you can do it at home in your Photoshop so you, you are more free.
1: Yeah, I I just have like maps and maps of furniture and backgrounds. Sometimes I, I paint the backgrounds. Sometimes I really make like interiors with like totally by myself with all different photos. Sometimes but very rarely I make the backgrounds before I have to shoot. But I like to do it the opposite.
0: So you always take a camera and when you travel somewhere, we, you you photograph certain furniture or certain things? Or it's not really possible
1: like this? Not really. I have like a, a big digital camera, so I hate traveling with it. It's so exhausting. But I do go to a lot of design shops in Brussels. And I just photograph their furniture. And I have like a database on my computer of so many different stuff that I recycle and, and use in different ways.
0: Okay. So Brussels really also inspires you, gives you a lot of impact. Yeah,
1: I think Brussels is just one of the best places in Europe to shop secondhand and stuff. I really know the like addresses there, and you can find so many crazy stuff. I think it's way better than anywhere else in Belgium, and also better than Berlin and stuff.
0: So, what would you recommend to people who are maybe interested in photography, or interested in fashion, or they want to become an artist in general, and they are not—they're listening to you right now, and they are not so clear in their head about what they want to be because you are very you knew very early what you wanted to do and you kind Mm -hmm. of found your tools and you found your way so how can these people find out what they want and how can they make this come true how can they find the tools
1: well yeah it's figuring out what you want from life is really step one and something like fame is not clear enough of a goal you definitely need to need to have an idea of what is special about you and what your talents are and these talents can be something like abstract like for example being good at expressing yourself with language and um yeah taking all of these talents you have under consideration you have to choose something that you can put all your passion into for me this was photography and once you have that, it's really about hard work and practice. Uh, it's the only thing you really have true control over. And put this first in life, but make this the most important thing.
0: So, you think it's important to study this, to study art? Should people go to art school or?
1: Well, first of all, it depends on your craft. Photography is something very technical. So, I would recommend going and uh, studying photography specifically not even art, just photography, because there is a lot of like science behind it. That's why I think studying is good. But also it really gives you a, a platform, gives you material that you could maybe not afford yourself. It makes you be busy all the time. It also gives you assignments that maybe are not interesting to you or your work, but then turn out to help you in some way.
0: Yeah. It brings you something.
1: Yeah, just turning something to your hand is uh, something a very good skill to have because that's a, what you need in life if you use photography commercially also.
0: Yeah, and just keep working. Don't give up on it. If you really want to do it, you have to like stick to it.
1: Yeah, and always be self-critical. Never get comfortable and have faith you have something nobody else does. Just don't be afraid also to reach an audience. Also, some tips I can give is just never underestimate the power of connections and fake it till you make it. Because if you believe in yourself, other people will too. It's just a mind game, honestly.
0: Talent, hard work, luck.
1: Talent, hard work, luck, yeah.
0: Fake it till you make it, yeah. Okay, beautiful, last question. Jackie Kennedy or Marilyn Monroe?
1: Marilyn Monroe on the outside and Jackie Kennedy on the inside.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for being on my podcast, Renée.
1: Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you.
0: Have a good night. It's your birthday in one hour.
1: Oh, my God. Guess how old I'm going to be.
0: 22. I (laughs) I said it in the intro how old you are.
1: Oh, No, I'm turning 15, actually. Sweet 16.
0: Okay, good night.
1: Good night, bye. From Luki
0: with Love. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of my podcast. If you want to follow Renée, her Instagram is at RealRenéePaul. Next week, we will have a very special episode with a lot of music. I want to thank everyone again who listened to the first episode. We got 4,000 streams, which is so much. I can't really explain that. I did a little bit of advertising, but I'm very surprised by this high number. So thank you. Wherever you are, have a good day or night and see you next week. From Lukey with Love.